Today, we are going to dismiss the younger junior church. This is the two to four-year-olds. You all are dismissed for your regular class this week. The older kids, I'd like to stay in here for, for something unique, something special. So you stay in your seats for just a minute, and then I'm going to have you come up here. But the young ones are dismissed at this time. And instead of having a, uh, a regular sermon like we, like we do, I'd like to do a special reading of the Ten Plagues of Egypt it's good for us as a church family to take time now and then to simply read the Word of God together and to read it in large portions, just like Israel did at times throughout the Old Testament. We saw that they would set aside a quarter of the day and another quarter of the day just to hear the Scripture read, to hear the words of God and to let God speak for Himself. And oftentimes when Israel did this, what happened? Revival sparked. God worked mightily in them as individuals, but also as a nation. And revival would come about, and that's exactly what we want to happen here today. And since we're in the book of Exodus, I can't think of a better part of the book to just sit down and read straight through than the ten plagues. So today, we are going to read all five chapters of the ten plagues. I want us to see in full force the power of God. We know that God is powerful. We know that He's all-powerful. But we need to be reminded over and over again that our God is the most powerful. He, that's why He is God. And my prayer is that all of us, both children and all of us adults, young people here, would walk out today reminded that the God of the Bible is the strongest God. He is the one and only true God. And that is why we follow Him. That's why we believe what He says in the Scripture. So, if any of the kids ages 5 and up would like to come up, I do need to mention briefly that any children that come up will probably be caught on the live stream. So parents, just so you're aware, we are broadcasting the service today. But any kids ages 5 and up to 10, 11, 12, whatever you would want, come on up and have a seat on the stage here for this special reading and a few other special things. Come on up. Why don't you have a seat right here in front of me, kids? Right in front of me here on the ground, nice and comfy. Now, if you've been with us for the past few weeks, or if you've read the book of Exodus, then you know that the people of Israel, God's chosen people, the Hebrews, have been slaves in Egypt for many years, perhaps even hundreds of years. And God has spoken to Moses, as we saw in the last couple of weeks here in the main sermon. God spoke to Moses from a burning bush, a bush that was not being burned up. This is a miracle. And God said to Moses, I'm going to send you to lead the people of, of Israel out of Egypt and into freedom. But we know that Moses had a lot of concerns. He was concerned that this wasn't going to work because Pharaoh was not only one of the most powerful men in the world, Pharaoh was also one of the most wicked men in the world. And Moses had already gone to Pharaoh once to ask him to let God's people go, and Pharaoh rejected him. So God has asked Moses now to go back again. There's nothing like the again factor when, when we've met resistance already, to go back, and, and eventually God did convince Moses to do, to just trust and 
obey, to trust and obey. So today we're in chapter 7 in the book of Exodus, if you'd like to read along, or you can just listen. This is where Moses, again, goes back to Pharaoh, into Pharaoh's court, to ask Pharaoh to let God's people go. And now Moses is going back with what we could call a stronger message. This is one of the, most, the, one of the strongest messages ever to be delivered. This is where we're going to see that the battle really gets going. Now, by the way, would you like to meet Pharaoh today? Yes, I, I asked Pharaoh if he would come to our church today, and he said he would come. So, ushers, is Pharaoh here yet? Oh, look at that. Kids, stand up. This is Pharaoh. Would all please rise in respect for the king of Egypt? <laughs> to disrespect the king could get you killed. This is a very powerful man, Pharaoh of Egypt. And I've asked Pharaoh if he would help me read the story of the ten plagues today. So, we know that Pharaoh is a very powerful and evil man. You may be seated. And God had to do ten powerful things to convince Pharaoh to let God's people go, to let them leave Egypt so that they could be free to worship and to serve the Lord. So, as I've, Pharaoh and I read today, I would like all of you children to listen for three things. Listen very closely for these three things in the story. These are three very important life lessons and if you begin to understand these things now at your age, you will save yourself from a tremendous amount of pain and sorrow and difficulty in life. And at the same time, you will most certainly be blessed by God in what you do. So the first thing I want you to notice in this story, this account of the Exodus, is that Satan, God's ultimate enemy, Satan has power too. He's always trying to look like God. Pharaoh's magicians, as we're going to hear, and his sorcerers, the evil magicians, are going to copy some of the miracles that Moses and Aaron are going to do. That's because Satan is always doing his best to look like God. He wants sin, even, to look good. And this is so true of everything that the world has to offer us. God offers us great things like salvation and the fruit of the Spirit. Can you say the first three fruits of the Spirit with me? Love, joy, peace. You kids have been to Sunday school. That's great. But the world offers us its own vision of love and of joy and of peace and security. But it is never as good and true as what God offers us. The second thing I want you to notice is Pharaoh's stubborn heart. His pride and his hard, angry heart caused him to suffer a lot. And it also caused everyone around him to suffer a lot. Hard hearts hurt a lot of people. And we don't want to have a stubborn, disobedient heart like Pharaoh had. The rest of us in here are going to study this more over the next few weeks while you're back in junior church, how much better it is to have a heart that is soft toward God and toward His Word and that understands the value of quickly trusting and obeying the Lord. And the last thing I want you to notice here, of course, is how powerful God is. This is not a made-up story. This is the historical account 
from about 1500 B.C. of God freeing the Hebrews from the land of Egypt. And I want you to know and I want you to remember that the God that we read about in the ten plagues is still alive and He is still all-powerful today. That's why we worship God. He is the one with all the power, all the truth. He's the one who made this universe and there is no one else like Him. And, and finally, He is good. We would be very afraid if there was an all-powerful God out there who was evil. But our God, the God of the Bible, is all-powerful and He is holy and perfect and good in all He does. That is why we trust Him. That's why we love Him. And that's why we obey Him. So with that, let's begin reading in Exodus chapter 7. I'll be starting in verse 8. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Work a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent, that is, a snake. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh, and thus they did just as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, they also, the magicians of Egypt, did, and they did the same with their secret arts. Can you imagine that? Pharaoh's magicians took their wood stabs and threw them on the ground, and they became, became snakes as well. But listen to what it continues to say. For each one threw down his staff, and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he, as he is going out to the water and station yourself to meet him on the bank of the Nile. The Nile is the big river that runs through Egypt. And you shall take, it, take in your hand the staff that was turned into a serpent. You shall say to Pharaoh, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But behold, you have not listened until now. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the water that is in the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will be turned to blood. The fish that are in the Nile will die, and the Nile will become foul. That means it will stink from turning rotten. And the Egyptians will find difficulty in drinking water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, over their streams, and over their pools, and over all their reservoirs of water, that they may become blood. And there will be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. That likely means that even the pitchers of water that they had in their homes, in their kitchens, would turn to blood inside those pitchers as well. So Moses and Aaron did even as the Lord had commanded. And he lifted up the staff and struck the water that was in the Nile, in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants. And all the water that was in the Nile was turned to blood. The fish that were in the Nile died. And the Nile became foul so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. And the blood was through all the land of Egypt. 
But the magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then Pharaoh turned and went into his house with no concern even for this. So all the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink of the water of the Nile. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite your whole territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, which will come up and go into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into the houses of your servants and on your people and into your ovens and into your kneading bowls. So the frogs will come up on you and your people and all your servants. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the streams, and over the pools, and make frogs come up out on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts, making frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses, and Aaron said, Entreat the Lord that he remove the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, The honor is yours to tell me. When shall I entreat for you and your servants and your people that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses, that they be me left only in the Nile? Then Pharaoh said, Tomorrow. So he said, May it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you and your houses and your servants and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had inflicted upon Pharaoh. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, the courts, and the fields. Listen to this. So they piled them in heaps. And the land became foul. That means they had to use shovels. There were so many frogs. And they just piled them up in big piles. And they rotted and everywhere stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth, that it may become gnats through all the land of Egypt. Do you know what gnats are? Little bugs that fly all around. Maybe you have fruit flies in your kitchen. The little bugs, maybe they bite. He said, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth that it may become gnats through all the land of Egypt. They did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth. And there were gnats on man and beast. All the dust of the earth became gnats through all the land of Egypt. The magicians tried with their secret acts to bring forth gnats, but guess what? It says they could not. So there were gnats on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Now the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh. 
as he comes out to the water and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you do not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and in your servants and on your people and into your houses. And the houses of the Egyptians will be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which they dwell. Can you imagine that many flies? Not just a few flies, but swarms. Whole bunches of flies would come even into their homes and all over the ground. But on that day, listen to this, I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people are living. That's the people of Israel, the Hebrews. So that no swarms of flies will be there in order that you may know that I, the Lord, am in the midst of the land. I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign will occur. Then the Lord did so. And there came great swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and the houses of his servants. And the land was laid waste. That means the land was ruined because of the swarms of flies in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, It is not right to do so. For we will sacrifice to the Lord our God what is an abomination to the Egyptians. If we sacrifice what is an abomination to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not then stone us? We must go a three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to our God, God, our, the Lord our God as he commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far. Make supplication for me. That's Pharaoh saying, and don't forget to pray to your God for me. Then Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you, and I shall make supplication to the Lord, that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from the, his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal deceitfully again, in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and made supplication to the Lord. That means he prayed to the Lord. Then the Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he did not let the people go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them, Behold, the hand of the Lord will come with a very severe pestilence on your livestock which are in the fields, on the horses and on the donkeys, on the camels, on the herds and on the flocks. That means they would get a disease. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt so that nothing will die of all the be that belongs to the sons of Israel. The Lord set a definite time saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. So the Lord did this thing in the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. Can you imagine that? Every single cow, horse, donkey, the sheep, all of them in the entire nation of Israel died. But of the live, excuse me, in the nation of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the sons of Israel, not one died. Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not even one of the livestock of Israel dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go.
Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take for yourselves handful of soot from a kiln. That's like the, the charcoal, all the coal and dust down in the bottom of the fireplace. He said, Take the handfuls of the soot from a kiln and let Moses throw it toward the sky in the sight of Pharaoh. It will become fine dust over all the land of Egypt and will become boils, breaking out with sores on man and beast through all the land of Egypt. So they took soot from a kiln, like the K, the, 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 the charcoals, the, the ash in the bottom of the fire place, and they stood before Pharaoh, and Moses threw it toward the sky, and it became boils, that's huge sores, breaking out on man and beast. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians as well as on all the Egyptians. And the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on you and your servants and your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. For if by now I had put forth my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, you then would have been cut off from the earth. But indeed, for this reason, I have allowed you to remain. Remember, this is God talking to Pharaoh. For this reason, I have allowed you to remain in order to show my power and in order to proclaim my name through all the earth. Still, you exalt yourself against my people by not letting them go. Behold, about this time tomorrow, I will send a very heavy hail, such as has not been seen in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. Now, therefore, send, bring your livestock and whatever you have in the field to safety. Every man and beast that is found in the field and is not brought home or into the barns, when the hail comes down on them, they will die. The one among the servants of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord and made his servants and his livestock flee into the houses and the barns. But he who paid no regard to the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock out in the field. Now the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky that hail may fall on all the land of Egypt and on man and on beast, on every plant of the field throughout the land of Egypt. Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky and the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire ran down to the earth and the Lord rained down hail on the land of Egypt so there was hail and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail very severe such as had not been on in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation the hail struck all that was in the field through all the land of Egypt both man and beast the hail also struck every plant of the field and shattered every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the sons of Israel were, was there no hail. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron, and Pharaoh said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is the righteous one. I and my people are the wicked ones. Make supplication to the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I go out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease and there will be hail no longer. 
that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. Now the flax and the barley were ruined. Those are some of the plants and the crops out in the fields. For the barley was in the ear and the flax was in bud. But for the wheat and the spelt, they were not ruined, for they ripen late. So Moses went out from the city from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to the Lord, and the thunder and the hail ceased, and rain no longer poured on the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned again and hardened his heart, he and his servants. Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not let the sons of people go just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may perform these signs of mine among them, and that, they, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your grandson how I made a mockery of the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to them, Thus said the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. They shall cover the surface of the land so that no one will be able to see the land. They will also eat the rest of, the, of what has escaped, what is left to you from the hail. And they will eat every tree which sprouts for you out of the field. Do you understand what that's saying? The locusts are going to eat every plant that is left. And there's going to be so many of them that they will cover the ground. Can you imagine walking outside and every step you take is on a bunch of locusts? Those are like grasshoppers. They're beginning to smash and crush under your shoes and the blood and guts of all the locusts are sticking to your feet. That's how many locusts there would be. But even more, Moses went on to say, Then your houses shall be filled, and the houses of all your servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, something which neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from the day that they came upon the earth until this day. And Moses turned out and went out from Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servants said to, uh, to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not realize that Egypt is destroyed? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Who are the ones that are going? Moses said, We shall go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds, for we shall all go. For we must, not, for we, we must hold a feast to the Lord. Then Pharaoh said to them, Thus may the Lord be with you. If ever I let you and your little ones go, take heed, for evil is in your mind. Not so, go now, the men among you, and serve the Lord, for that is what you desire. So they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every plant of the land, even all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and the Lord directed an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. And when it was morning, the east wind brought the locusts. The locusts came up over all the land of Egypt and settled in all the territory of Egypt. 
They were very numerous. There had never been so many locusts, nor would there be so many again. For they covered the surface of the whole land, so that the land was darkened. And they ate every plant of the land and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Thus, nothing green was left on tree or plant of the field through all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh hurriedly called for Moses and Aaron, and he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now therefore, please forgive my sin only this once, and make supplication to the Lord your God, that he would only remove this death from me. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and made supplication to the Lord. So the Lord shifted the wind to a very strong west wind, which took up the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not one locust was left in all the territory of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the sons of Israel go. Would you like to go ahead and collect the, the trays for the children? Thank you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even a darkness which may be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the sons of Israel had light in their dwellings. Can you imagine it being so dark outside for three days straight that no one could even walk outside their house and no one could see anyone else, not even their own family members, not even in their homes, for three days because it was so dark. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be detained. Even your little ones may go with you. But Moses said, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice them to the Lord our God. Therefore our livestock too shall go with us. Not a hoof shall left behind, for we shall take some of them to serve the Lord our God. And until we arrive there, we ourselves do not know with what we shall serve the Lord. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Beware, do not see my face again, for in the day you see my face, you shall die. Whoa. Moses said, You are right. I shall never see your face again. Now the Lord said to Moses, One more plague I will bring on Pharaoh in Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out from here completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that each man ask from his neighbor and each one from her neighbor for articles of silver and articles of gold. For the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Furthermore, the man Moses himself was greatly esteemed in the land of Egypt, both in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So Moses said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, About midnight... I am going out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of the Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the millstones, all the firstborn of the cattle as well. Moreover, there shall be a great cry in all the land of Egypt, such as there has not been before and such as shall never be again. But against the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark, 
whether against man or beast, that you may understand how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. All these your servants will come down to me and bow themselves before me, saying, Go out, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will go out. And Moses went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you so that my wonders will be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh. Yet the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the sons of Israel go out of his land. I'm going to move to chapter 12, verse 21, for the final plague. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take yourselves lambs according to your families and slay the Passover lamb. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood which is in the basin and apply some of the blood that is in the basin to the lintel and the two doorposts. The lintel is the top of the door. And none of you shall go outside the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come in to your houses to smite you, that is, to kill the firstborn. And you shall observe this event as an ordinance for you and your children forever. When you enter the land with the, which the Lord will give you and he has promised you, you shall observe this rite, this tradition. And when your children say to you, what does this rite mean? That's when the children say, why do we put a little bit of blood on the sides of the door and on top? You shall say, it is a Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians but spared our homes. And the people bowed low and they worshiped God. Then the sons of Israel went and did so. Just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. Now it came about at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the cattle. Pharaoh arose in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was no home where there was not someone dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron at night, and he said, Rise up. Get out from among my people, both you and the sons of Israel, and go, worship the Lord, as you have said. Take both your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and go, and bless me also. The Egyptians urged the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we will all be dead. So the people took their dough, that is the people of Israel, they took their dough before it was leavened with their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. That means they grabbed the food and the bowls out of their kitchens as fast as they could, and they left. Now the sons of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, for they had requested from the Egyptians articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have their request, whatever they asked for. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Now the sons of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot. That's just the men, 600,000. There easily could have been 2 million people or more who left Egypt this time. 
A mixed multitude also went up with them, along with the flocks and the herds, a very large number of livestock. They baked the dough which they had brought out of, the, out of Egypt into cakes of unleavened bread, for it had not become leavened since they were driven out of Egypt and could not delay, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. Now the time that the sons of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. And at the end of 430 years to the very day, all of the hosts of the Lord, that is, all the people of Israel, went out from the land of Egypt. Isn't that an amazing story? Can you imagine having been there and seen all of that happen? Everything that we just read about reminds us of how not only God rescued Israel, His people, but God rescues us. He rescues everyone who trusts in Him. He saves us from our sin and from eternal death. He sent Jesus to be the Passover lamb for us. Do you remember how the lamb was slain and the blood was put on the doorpost of the home and that protected the firstborn children from dying? In the same way, Jesus died on the cross for us and he protects us. This whole account that happened in Exodus was a picture of what God was going to do for everyone in the world who trusts him and believes him and loves him and believes that Jesus is the Son of God. These are an amazing testimony, these plagues that God brought on Pharaoh of Egypt. Aren't you glad that the God who is that powerful loves you and cares for you? Our prayer as a church family is that all of you children will grow up to understand and know God and that you will love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and trust in Him because you believe that He is the one true God. Did you children enjoy seeing Pharaoh today? And these Egyptian ladies, can we give them a hand for the fine job they did? <laughs> I'm very thankful for everybody who helped pull this off, the food and the costumes, etc. But uh, let us all remember this day, the power of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, because you loved us first. And even though you have all the power, and even though you are righteous and holy, you still had, a, had so much love in your heart that you offered forgiveness and hope and eternal life to all those who would repent of their sin and simply believe in you. Believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help these children to grow up to know and to love God the one who made them, the one who made this whole universe, the one who not only has all the power, but as we've studied, has all the wisdom, all the truth. Lord, we worship you because you are the one true God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.